Hello, everyone. My name is Suction Pruthi, and you're listening to Just Like Me, a podcast where six straight brown dudes attempt to unpack trending topics and issues in the world around us. Now, are we qualified to talk about these subjects? Debatable. But will we do so in a funny and engaging enough way that it won't matter? Here's hoping. Now let's hear from all the other amazing hosts we have on this podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Alex. Hi guys, I'm Avnish. Hey everyone, I'm Ayush. Hey guys, it's Saksham Gupta. And now it's time for the questions to be asked in today's episode of our podcast. So unfortunately today, we could not have our good friend Srinath Gopalakrishnan join us on our podcast today. He's too busy, you know, spacing it up at Blue Origin. But we're very fortunate to have uh, a guest to kind of be in his place today. Uh, He is one of our very good friends and someone who calls me his best friend of all time. Uh, Please, everyone, I'd like to welcome Nikhil Mehta as our guest today. I shouldn't have let Pruthi introduce me. Yeah, that was a bit uh, but anyways, hey boys, long time listener, first time caller. I'm excited to be on the on the pod today. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. And Nikhil is on a very special episode because we are continuing off with our most iconic uh, series of this podcast. And today we'll be talking about the most iconic music of the past decade. Whether it's a particular song, it's an album, it's a movie soundtrack, we're going to be talking about all those things. And um, how it has affected us, and what and why we consider it iconic, or what exactly is iconic, and that's why we brought in music connoisseur, uh, ex DJ, uh, current uh, Beats employee, music master Nikhil to uh, be on this podcast because I think we ha- he has a really unique perspective on what it means to be an iconic music. Oh wait, oh wait, we're forgetting. Also led his own, also led his own radio show on alternative hip hop. Yes. For, for multiple years. Oh, uh, yes. That's what I meant by DJ. Sorry. Yeah, radio host. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Roast him. Um, so, Nikhil, I'm going to start off the question. I'm going to pitch a question to you to start the conversation, and then I'll let um, everyone kind of jump in. But when I say the words most iconic music, now, let alone of the past decade, just the words most iconic music, what qualifications, what uh, words come into your head? What? Um, yeah, I just want to kind of pick your brain on terms of that part alone. I mean, it's, it's a good question, but the thing is like when it comes to music or, or really any type of like art entertainment thing, it's also subjective. Like all the most important music to me, like it's important to me for like my own personal reasons and other people might not relate to those exact same reasons. So I feel like everyone's answer to that question is going to be different. Um, but for me, like the most important artists in my life and, and just like the music that I found that I most connected to and was like most inspiring and just I felt like drawn to and, and like, uh, yeah, just like the most iconic in my life was always stuff that was kind of creative and different and something that when I listened to it, I had like lots of questions that I wanted to answer, like like how did they make this like how like it's like stuff that intrigued me and, and wanted me to know like I, I wanted to learn more about what that was um should, should I just like talk about a specific artist or yeah, just jump right in? that'd be really helpful 
Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, so for me, like when I was thinking back and we're talking about the past decade, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for the past decade, um, one artist that like really jumped out for me as super iconic in my life and just like someone I keep coming back to is Tyler, the creator. Cause I feel like I, Tyler, the creator was one of the first artists that I started listening to that I feel like I kind of got into him myself not because other people uh showed him to me like before that point most of the artists that i listened to were just people that i other other people would tell me to listen to or stuff that i would hear on the radio or just in like social scenarios but tell the creator was the first artist that i found and really connected to and was like i want to know more about this guy like where, where did he come from what's his story like just something about his like artistic voice and the sound of the music and all that that just like really like I was drawn to it and yeah he was a super super important artist and yeah he continues to be even through through the decade yeah so uh just let me just to sum up so to you when you think of most iconic music uh to you it is like more about less about introspective but more about that makes you think more about the creator, like the artist himself, than makes you think about as a person or the social setting that you're in, right? Or is that, did I get that right? Well, like, it's it's partially like, I, wait, so say that again? What like what are you, what are you asking? No, like, so like a lot of people listen to music because they like the way it makes them think about themselves. It likes the way they feel in a situ- different situation. But to you, music is something that connects you to the artist and you think that is, or makes some music iconic. If you want it, it makes you want to connect further with the artist. That's what makes a song or a music iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's it's a bit of both, right? Like, um, music on one level is just like straight, like the sonic quality of it. Like, ignoring any of the lyrics or anything, it's just like, how does the music like make you feel? Like, uh, just the sound of the instrumentals, the sound of the voice, the sound of like just just the sound of it and not really uh, looking past that. And that that's a huge part of it. I mean, that's the first impression for for most musical things that people listen to. And definitely I was drawn to that too. Like, like one thing, like maybe even the most important thing to me is how something sounds. And like even more than lyrics, I'm drawn to the sound of people's voices. Like that's, that's something that I always... Uh, like gravitate to some like someone a singer with a weird voice or a rapper like with a weird kind of cadence or flow and so I'm definitely drawn to that too just like the way the music makes me feel but more than that it's his like voice and his perspective and how he is like super creative and like yeah I don't know there's there's a lot with Tyler that I'm I'm drawn to yeah so the sound is something well that's really good thanks for sharing that how does uh yeah yeah like music production specifically is something i i really am drawn to uh you can hear my roast i was gonna ask how does five and eight sound because that's what your record is going to be after this podcast anyways uh, <laughs> um anybody else want to kind of jump on what uh Nikhil was saying or kind of add their own opinion whether they agree or disagree with um what he had to say i think um, oh go ahead okay well uh thanks uh i think that uh most iconic music uh, is going to have to really do with music that's going to influence the next decade. Um, Tyler, the creator, is one of my favorite artists of the time of of all time. Um, I don't know what influence he's going to have on the next decade. It seems like trends have shifted in another in another uh, 
in an, in an entirely different direction. So like there's uh what do you call it emo hip hop like uh people like XXX Tentation. Um, who else? Who who's another emo hip hop person? Uh, these these I I, I Juice, World. Juice World Juice World Juice World yes Juice World. I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone in this in this specific episode and mention artists who I didn't previously listen to a whole lot, but were definitely very influential in the decade. I want to say K-pop made a really big, uh, made a made a really big splash on the scene uh, at least three years ago. I could recognize it, but uh, it could definitely be before that. I mean, BTS is bigger than most groups or bands in this entire country in the entire world. Uh, what makes them influential, though? Honestly, I don't I don't know because like the sounds don't necessarily gel with me. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, as someone who doesn't really listen to K-pop, I continue to be impressed and astounded by the spread of BTS and like other K-pop bands in not only like East Asian, uh, you know, like East Asian American children, but like uh, people who are just like do not of like white Americans, brown Americans, you know. African Americans who don't even know the words, like uh, Nikhil was talking about, like the sounds, like they might not understand the lyrics, but they're just pleased by the sound of it. And um, yeah, which I mean, to some extent, reminds me of uh, was that Gangnam Style, but to me, it's different because Gangnam Style was always more. Of a <clears throat> what, what what did you say? Uh, sorry, my voice was shot, no, but uh, reminds me of. Gungam style, like the first one, I thought like, oh, why are people listening to uh, BTS? I thought it was like one of those with, like foreign songs that people are just kind of memeing to. Yeah, but, me and Prithi said the same thing. Oh, okay, okay. But um, I think it's kind of now that I think about it, uh, an example that I actually think uh, that may that's not really sp- uh, applicable to the vast majority, but that maybe we'll understand. It's more like Thomas and I think of like Thomas and Bollywood music. Thomas does not speak Hindi the like the videos like the the uh scenes the implications that the songs have like the sound of everything that is happening i think at least thomas can kind of correct me if i'm wrong but that is what appeals to him and why he like uh, why he like learns the lyrics so i kind of likened it to that phenomenon um except just on a much larger scale so i think that must be it but i especially think with the ad like the spread of like uh, cultures from other foods and like non-music perspectives like you know korean movies korean food like other like other uh, things like that might have been connected to um spread of like beat uh, k-pop in particular but for other music like spanish music it's kind of interesting yeah yeah I, I was just gonna say that that yeah it's not just k-pop that has yeah, had a huge, like, a huge insurgence yeah also latin music and like music of lots of different parts of the world that are becoming I'm super thinking. mainstream which is i think that's pretty cool yeah, and like for me, like Prithi mentioned, like I listen to so much um, Bollywood music. I don't speak Hindi. I don't understand Hindi. And like I've had Indian friends who are like, you listen to it on such, like we had the Spotify rap thing, right? And all of my songs are all Indian. All my artists are all Indian. And like I have friends who ask me like, okay, I get it. We like it, but you don't understand what the words are. So what's the appeal? But like, I guess that's what allows me to also like I now listen to BTS I now listen to a lot of Latin pop so 
I don't know. I, I think it's 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 why you listen to music. I don't really listen to the lyrics, like Nikhil said. I but I also don't think it's music production for me. It's more like melodies. So if the melody oh. sounds nice and like it soothes me or like brings out a certain emotion, I will listen to it again and again and again. And so I don't know. I'd say I'm in that thing. Yeah, but... well, when it when it comes to the sound of things, it's hard to explain like why you feel connected to it. It's like on a subconscious level almost that like certain sounds certain rhythms certain melodies just like really like get in your skin and i don't know it's it's hard to explain yeah like for me music is a very emotional thing so like if i can hear the singer smiling i will automatically like the song if i can hear if it's a sad song and i can hear like the emotion in the voice even if they're saying something i don't understand i'll feel it and i'll like it so i don't know I can completely relate to that. As soon as Nikhil said the words Tyler the Creator, the song I think started playing in my head because the drum the drums in that song are just so catchy. Yeah. Um I used you were gonna say something. I used to up that. Oh, I was just kind of agreeing with Alex. Uh actually kind of agreeing with all of you, just like I kind of like the mix of like what a person sounds like, the melody. It really for me it's kind of the combination of like just a bunch of different things like let's say I'm watching a music video just like what the music video is about how the song kind of ties into it whether it's telling a story and yeah I don't know I think it's definitely very subjective but I think there's like any like there's any part of a song that could I don't know like that could make me like it I think it also depends on the genre and the artist too yeah I agree I I I shall go after Gupta. Gupta, did you want to add anything? No, I actually wanted to say that um the what like what are we defining as iconic? I think that we did that last time for the most iconic movie, but what exactly are we defining as an iconic like album or a song or an artist? Oh, that's a pretty good point. Um, so I guess I'm gonna start with the point that it should have some type of influence on the next decade of music or so, since we're talking about the previous decade. So how so the two thousand tens artists should have a effect on Yeah, yeah. Like think like how T Pain did autotune and then Kanye picked it up and then it influenced an entire generation this I this, get that. This so like how Chief Keef started mumble rap and now that's a whole thing. So you're Chief, Chief Keef started mumble rap? Oh, I, don't know mumble rap? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that's where true. mumble rap kind of came out of. Chief Chief Keef. Oh I would I would have thought it was future, but okay. I, I um yeah about mumble rap. That's actually one question that maybe it, it might be appropriate to ask later, but I'm gonna forget by then. So I want to ask like you guys, especially my slime Chris Breezy over here. When generally oh, when you listen to Young Thug music, do you understand what he's saying? Because to me, I know you guys said like a melody song and all that is important, and I agree. But to me, like what makes music iconic, what makes music uh, best to me is when I can like sing, when a song gets like stuck in my head or when I just want to sing it or like a particular line, it doesn't have to be the whole song, but I genuinely do not know what Young Thung is saying 99% of the time in his song. So like for mumble rappers like that, I was like, can you just explain like why you guys like Nikhil Gupta, Amish, why you guys find that type of music, that type of rap so appealing? Yeah. Um. So when Young Thug, specifically said she suck on my dick on a plane and i just call her airhead that might be one of the most iconic lines in rap 
Um, same same song i want to fuck her but she play more games in the nba that's that line is iconic there are 83 games in the nba per team all right like what the fuck okay this isn't this isn't music related but like i just found that out like how do you how does basketball players do that i'm sorry i just okay, no, 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 game regular season and then playoff they got they got good trainers but i think going back to this question i just think Young Thug kind of exudes this confidence. Like, yeah, sure, he does. There's some lines where he raps and he doesn't even sound like he's speaking a language from this planet, which is like, which I totally understand for why people don't like him. I think it's just the way he does it in a like where he doesn't care. You know, he's just kind of confident. And if you just look at Young Thug as a cultural icon, like he just is used to things. He does things outside of the box. Like, and then that's especially. <laughs> Fashion. Like okay, here's another line: Wait. taking boys to school, swagnometry. Like, who <laughs> else would think of that? Okay, wait. I, I have like a really succinct answer to this because I was in Pruthi's camp going into college. So, um, a lot of my friends were really into Travis Scott, especially especially when Rodeo came out. And when I first listened to Rodeo, like when we were juniors in high school, which is uh, probably like 2014, 2015, I thought it was hot garbage. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm listening to. Okay, and a lot of you are probably like thinking, oh, well, this is a little strange because Anisha is a huge Travis Scott fan. So I got into a deep argument with um, another friend of mine about how the lyricism, like you, um, the lyricism of like somebody like Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole is like unparalleled uh, when like placed next to by like somebody like Travis Scott, right? And then I I got I got bashed pretty hard for that. But okay, in in the bashing, uh, I think what I walked away with is like, Music, music and lyrics has always been about energy. Um, I think Nikhil, Nikhil made this point by saying certain voices just attract a certain energy. Um, I'll say that like a lot of production that you hear on a lot of these songs, uh, especially by artists like Young Thug and Travis Scott and you know, other newer other newer rappers who we probably don't really relate to. Um, it's it's all it's all about an energy. It's all about an energy. And then also, you should maybe once take a song that you don't understand and go to the website genius.com and look at the annotations on those lyrics. Um, the people there do an exceptionally good job of explaining what's going on. And quite frankly, I feel like I've learned a lot about pop culture just by looking at genius annotations. Like no joke. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, what, what, Anish, what you said about energy, like, that's huge. And that's, like, the key when it comes to mumble rap and, and like, this, like, new era of SoundCloud rap where yeah. they're, like, you might not even be able to understand what they're saying. Like, there, there's a time and place for lyrics that you can understand and, like, that you can sing along to. But it's just, like, it, it's that's not the point of mumble rap music. It's all about creating a vibe, creating a mood. And it's it, like, I think people look at mumble rap or, or like, like Playboy Cardi or, or like Lil Uzi Vert and like, mm-hmm. they just say, like, oh, they're just saying gibberish. They're just saying nothing. And, and they, they see it as lazy or, or like not real music because they're not stringing together lyrics that make sense. But I like, it's, it's more difficult than you think to kind of string together melodies and sounds and and they're they're basically using their voices as instruments so they're, they're not using it to say specific words but they're using their voices 
just basically as a, another layer on the track, as another layer of melody, another layer of texture. And I think there's merit to that. And, and that's what people are drawn to. It's, it's just like, there's an immediate connection to these sounds and, and the like kind of texture collage that it makes. I'd, I'd like to also point out one fact, uh, which is uh, artist Travis Scott was once arrested for inciting a riot because I think he played the song Antidote or Goosebumps 17 times in a row and it got an entire stadium of people or like an entire an entire pit of people so riled up that they were moshing so hard that people were genuinely getting hurt. <laughs> uh, that's funny, actually. Okay. Um, that, should, that actually makes a lot more sense. I mean, I wasn't like bashing people for listening to that type of music, but I would never understood why it found it appealing. But that makes you sense. I guess. Yesterday, man. What did I? Well, yeah, you did. Well, it's you guys, so it's fine. But like other people, I respect them. Well, so. fair enough. <laughs> um, back to the original thing that we were talking about before I um got a sidetrack. Sorry about that. But what makes a song iconic? We talked about how it influence it has the potential to influence other decades. How much, uh, in terms of being iconic, how much does popularity play into the role of becoming an iconic song, music, or album? Because you Wait, know. I think- I think, can I add something to that? I think that being iconic doesn't just have to influence like the next decade. I think that's like a very subjective thing, I guess. But um, I think that what really makes something iconic is its influence on other artists. So for example, Tame Impala, they're not a pop band by any means. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they are. Tame Impala are a pop band. But I mean, like, there's okay, so fine, they're pop, but they have influence on like rap, they've influenced a lot of the beats in rap to make it more like smoother and like chillaxed, you know. And uh, I was reading some articles about it talking about how like Tame Impala's uh, like most rappers love Tame Impala for that reason is because it influences their style and kind of changes it so that they can they can like adopt more of a different kind of style. So it, I think that another big thing that comes into what makes a song or an artist iconic is how they influence other genres, how they influence other artists within the whole realm of the music world and stuff like that. I think that's also another big thing you have to consider. Yeah. yeah. I I think just kind of find a lot of examples of that is uh, one thing for us, at least that's going to be challenging. Um, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I agree with your point, Gupta, that like, it's yeah, what makes an artist iconic isn't necessarily like mainstream popularity, it's their influence on other artists. I don't necessarily agree with Tame Impala in that scenario, <laughs> because Tame Impala well, is super mainstream. But I mean, like, they've influenced a lot of pop. Music, yeah, right? yeah. But but also like, our whole discussion has been very like, rap and hip hop centric, which makes sense, because it's basically become pop music at this point, like, the most yeah. iconic music is hip hop music because that's just what the culture is right now. But for sure, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, definitely, that's a good point. That like, it's influence on other artists. Like a, a lot of the most iconic and influential artists never hit the mainstream because they're doing something that's maybe too weird to be fully played on the radio or just accepted by the general public. But other artists can take bits of of what they're doing and then. Uh, and and then incorporate into their music but maybe in a more uh accessible way but yeah the the actual influential artist is the one that maybe never made it big 
Yeah, um, I know we're talking a lot about rap, but I'm more than happy to go on a country music tangent if we ever want to do that during this podcast. I know good business. Yeah, pretty. Taylor Swift. I think I think one of the yeah I totally agree with uh, what Nikhil had to say there too. Um, one of the big artists that I think that is kind of overlooked over all this as well as like Jay Dilla and his 2016 Ooh. album. Um, Jay Dilla, one of the best producers of all time. Um, exactly, and he he made an album in 2016. I'm forgetting what it's called exactly. I think no, he was he was dead. So the posthumous album. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he's been he he died. Yeah, yeah, he 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 died a long time ago. His his last album was Donuts, um, and then everything after that is posthumous. Posthumous. Oh shoot. Okay. Damn. Oh wait, dude. I thought I thought he was alive, but okay. Uh, whoa. Wait, that's hella sad. Okay. Uh, um, but, um. He he like he he was like, he had a very big influence on rap as a whole, right? So his music um and it's, it's not this generation it's not this decade but at the same time like i'd say his even po- posthumous albums have had like a pretty good influence um nipsey hustle would be another one yeah he changed a lot in the um lyrical style and flow uh and then i don't know nikhil wait so why exactly don't you think that uh tame impala was influential on um like hip-hop as a whole well i mean yeah i I think um it's it might have been influential on hip-hop but just tim and paula themselves i like i'm don't get me wrong i'm a big fan of tim and paula i I love his music but like they're not necessarily the most like envelope pushing band out there it's like the they're not necessarily doing a whole lot that's new like i i really like their stuff but it's not necessarily new or different. And and that's kind of what I look for when I'm thinking of iconic influential stuff, stuff that like is actually new or experimental or different. Gotcha. So like, what would you say in that whole genre, like Arctic Monkeys, Vampire Weekend, those kind are, would you consider them too mainstream as well? Or would they be? I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I think, like the genres bending that's like part of it like the the fact that tim and paula has a sound that's accessible enough and and unique enough that can kind of blur the genre like lines i i think that's a cool thing and yeah i i just think they're not necessarily as um like experimental or creative as like maybe people give them credit for gotcha Okay, that makes sense. Um, Thomas, you had your hand raised for a while. I'm sorry. What well, uh, What do you want to add on to before I move on? I just wanted to say that I think when we were having the conversation about what makes a movie iconic, that's a little bit of an easier conversation than music. And um, I want to preface this by saying that my music experience is not so much the going to concerts experience. So it might be different for people who do that. But music to me is a much more personal in the fact that like I have my own music taste. Um, we're on this podcast. Most of my friends are here. You all have very, very different music tastes for me. And so what happens is that when I'm by myself, I listen to my own music. Then when I'm with you guys, like you bring like a bit of your music. I bring a bit of my music. And then there's like, there's music there where I'm with you guys that I specifically listen to that I wouldn't listen to by myself. And then that music is something that we bond over. But then I go to a different group 
and there's it's different meldings of music but still in the core of what is iconic music it's much more personal because it's the music that you had a connection to and even like if you have an artist that you all like the relationship is much more different i think than with movies so having a definition of like iconic artists or music is a lot harder in my opinion i don't know yeah i completely agree and that's why i was saying like how close you linked are iconic songs and like mainstream or pop songs because like um songs that we like and songs that are considered quote unquote by if you look at the word iconic are two different things like i'm more than happy to make this an episode about about like what music means to us and why we like it if uh, that is the direction that we want to talk about uh, in this podcast but i do want to answer the question like of the past decade, is it, if we say most iconic rappers, outside of, like, the six of us who maybe listen to a little bit of more, like, I don't know, like, as some, I think I listen to a lot of more what you guys think consider mainstream music, but a lot of you guys kind of listen to more, I wouldn't say, like, underground, but, like, less mainstream. But if you go you to, like, a gen- lot of Punjabi music, from what I understand. No, man, Punjabi music is, I don't understand Punjabi music either, so. Um, I thought that was the first language you spoke. Okay, Gupta, I'm meeting you. And then, um, so like, it's hard for me to say that if we go to like, if we pull uh, the entire country, that we won't get, uh, you know, Drake, Taylor Swift, uh, those as like the most iconic artists of the past decade. I just wanted to ask you guys' opinion is, is that really, is there, when it comes to music, is there a bound, is there a difference between iconic and mainstream or no? Because I know in movies. Oh, sorry, Pudi. No, no, you go ahead. I just went finishing up. I think I have a kind of different question that relates to the mainstream being treated as iconic. So I listen to a lot of music that my mom listened to as a kid. Like one of my favorite bands is ABBA because ABBA was like the pop group my mom followed, like uh, people follow One Direction and Taylor Swift today. So I always think about like for the next future generations, what is the music that they will look to from our generations as iconic, right? So when that conversation occurs, I think that goes more into the mainstream people like Bruno Mars, Rihanna, Beyonce, um, Taylor Swift. Like that's what like the next generations will look at back at and be like, oh yeah, this was like that generation's music. And they might not know a lot of the artists that like Nikhil well, because Nikhil focuses on more underground artists and it's a more personal connection. So to him, it's more iconic. But when we look at like what future generations will look back on, then they will look at more of the, what we define now as like mainstream music as yeah. iconic. True. Yeah. yeah. I also think that to answer your question, when it comes to mainstream music's role in influencing next generations, I think it was unsaid that they are going to be influential. Like Drake is going to be, whether you like him or you don't like him, whatever, um, like he is going to be an influential artist at the end of the day. He helped bring a lot of, um, he helped, he didn't help bring uh, Latin music into America, but he brought a lot of attention to it. Like uh, when he collaborated with J Balvin. Oh no. Bad Bunny, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when he collaborated with Bad Bunny, when he uh, collaborated, like when he brought a lot of attention to different kinds of style. Um, so Drake is a culture vulture. Yes. 
<laughs> exactly. And his his uh label too, they bring really good artists at the end of the day. And they uh they're gonna they're they're all influential at the uh whoever you say in terms of mainstream uh hip hop and mainstream pop, they are gonna be influential to future generations, whatever you like whatever you say at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I've kind of decided that iconic music is hard to uh, pinpoint to a uh, country as a whole, or at least it's iconic music is more personal than it is more objective like movies. I was kind of hoping now to, we kind of heard from Nikhil about the type of music that makes it iconic for him, but from you guys, I still, I still don't think I've gotten to fully hear what makes iconic music for you. So. What about Ayush, dude? I want to hear about um, more of those Chief Keef moments, dude. If that is true, what makes music iconic for you, Ayush? Oh, it's 100% the energy. The energy someone brings. And, like, definitely I'm a big bass head, so I really like when bass and snares are incorporated in music. And it's just the way, it kind of, it's just the way it makes you feel. It makes you feel like you're very confident. It makes you feel like you're the shit, you know? Like, let me give you an example. Um, I went to a Young Thug concert like a year ago, and that's probably like I've never felt so many goosebumps from the amount of energy that guy gives off. Like he'll just be up there wearing a kimono, and it like at first glance, like everyone, any regular person would be like, okay, that's kind of weird, but it's Young Thug, and because <laughs> he's so confident, and you know the way he's able to like gracefully pull it off, even though you know it could you could definitely say that's cultural appropriation, but that's a whole other discussion. I think the, the funny thing about that concert is I don't think he said a single word. They just played his music and he was just bobbing. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I mean, like, yo, Ayush, also the fact that he has like a whole hype around him, right? Like, even when you went to that um, London on the track concert. Yeah, that was at school. I mean, what did he say? What did he say? Yeah, dude, like literally... Like the London on the track, the first thing he said is like, hey, everyone, I'm London on the track. For those of you who don't know me, I produce for Young Thug, Young Thug, and Young Thug. <laughs> and then he just starts playing Sins with featuring Jaden Smith, and I just went ballistic. And I was just like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> That's how music should make you feel. Exactly. Um, Nikhil, did you want to say anything? I saw you unmuted. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Uh, but I, I agree with you guys that I mean, just obviously, this is personal, but um, is like music doesn't always have to make you like feel like energy. Like, is there like other types of artists that make you make you feel a certain type of way, or do you guys only go to, or or is it for you guys? This can be completely be the case that when you go to music as a source of energy, you don't go as a source of like. I know we actually, I know we go for like you know simping. I know we go, or by we, I mean like the people. It's not necessarily you guys, but. Is music? No, no, no. That is me. That is me. No. Yeah, we, we, we all go for something. I've got listening to Marvin's room. My, my most listened to, uh, my most listened to uh, album this year was "My Dark Melancholy" by The Weeknd. Oh, um, I'm sorry, Are you okay? Yeah. Oh, it's just such a good album. I don't know what I don't know what to tell you, man. Somebody hug this man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what are I guess so like yeah, energy is one reason that we go to music. Uh, simping is another music uh, reason that we go to music and what makes music important to us. But what are some like other reasons or like 
uh, moments that you feel like I really need to listen to music. I really need to listen to this particular song right now. Um, I can give an example of myself. Um, I, for me, I like to use music as kind of like if I was like to recreate a scene from my life or like change away how something happened in my life. What's that like in the, in terms of like let's making a movie about my life? What song would I want to play in that uh, in that moment? To kind of like replaying that scene with the background music, uh, the song I'm listening into in my head. So that's why, you know, if it's like a, you know, an emotional, maybe like a little bit of a more romantic scene, like sometimes like more pop music, you know, One Direction, uh, some country songs are just kind of fun if you're just like drinking or like in my head, if I'm recreating a drinking scene, like some country songs are like, oh, I just had a beer and a whiskey and I'm sitting, you know, but like that type of stuff. Uh, is, is that racist? I can't tell. <laughs> what? Is that racist? No, it's a song lyric. Really? Yeah, but I mean, there's I have there's much more better country songs. Um, but much more better. <laughs> um, but more yeah, better. It is to me, like it is, re- it helps me. Like for example, I also like to like imagine fake scenarios when a, a song comes off and makes me feel a certain type of way. So for example, like there's this one song, um, called uh, what is it? this is us and it's a duet and i imagine just like i I just imagine like oh you know when the pandemic is over all like all of jlm goes to like a karaoke bar we're just having fun and then they pick me and some random strange attractive woman to come up and sing karaoke and we sing this song and then we fall in love and everything happens and so like wait i have nothing mean to say this is i i like all of this this is really cute I'm laughing. My I know I'm, I'm laughing too, but to expose yourself this much, I I agree. I think we all do that. I don't know. I do it. Similar. We've all. It's, I think. Yeah. It's real. It's music can do that to you when you think of like that story and how yeah. it's, it's sort of like an escape. And yeah, I think exactly. that's like yeah. I think that's something that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if this is the same thing, but I connect songs to memories. I know you're like making like. I mean, you have past and made up memories too. It's like both for me. But like, I guess like 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 a song played during an event. So like every time you hear that song, you're thinking of that event, that moment, the people around you. Like I connect a lot of songs to a lot of people, a lot of yeah. Moments. I understand that. So that also happens. I I I see what Prithi is saying, and I definitely do that too. But I I thought I was the only one because I'm a freaking Bollywood weirdo. But I like no, I'm really, I, that too. Like, I, like I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert with Travis and um drum that was a great concert that was a great but i went with you like you of niche i used Nikhil, and then a couple of our other friends and now whenever i think of drum whenever i listen to drum i think of you guys because of the fact that <laughs> we went there he was irrelevant back then and like we know he- yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. He's he was, that, that was like kind of his peak. That was, that was his he peak. had one song that was popping at that. No, time. he had two or three songs, but also yeah, he was yeah, definitely right? a good live performer. Drama saying bro. The, the point was was that like yeah. now whenever I think of whenever I listen to drum, I just think of that one time we were there and all just jamming out to broccoli in the middle of the stadium. That was super fun. But um yeah, so I think that it brings back really good memories. Songs can bring back memories. But then the other thing that songs also do for me, sometimes, like, you just want to listen to a story. And, um, the th- like, uh, Frank Ocean, whenever 
his uh songs like whenever that album uh blonde blonde right that's the name uh oh wait i have a yeah. i have a quick thing about blonde um yeah. so uh there was a month gap between when me and ayush went to college and um i guess i wasn't adjusting too well to the idea that we would be in separate cities and so oh um, man oh, and the album, gonna be really and the sad al- and the album blonde came out the day the oh, day no. we moved him, all right the day we moved him in that album came out right so I'm I'm sitting on the car ride on the way home in the back of the car. I'm listening to the song Siegfried and I'm just sobbing. My mom looks at me and she's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, it's too beautiful." And I'm so no. <laughs> now I, I think about that oh car ride God. home and I think about the song Siegfried and White Ferrari. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Oh my it's God, lot. that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a beautiful song, though. How could you? No, it is. It's it not sad. That's so like cute yeah are you do you have music do you listen to when you miss of niche uh <laughs> first of all the question is do you ever miss of niche yeah that was my first question i oh, mean fuck you guys I mean, yeah. <laughs> of course i miss of niche um i'm trying to think is there, i feel like i definitely go for like when i'm sad or like like i'm not i could definitely go more down the hindi route of music i feel like oh, dude cool. when when ayush whips out like kabira i'm like oh no uh, actually actually i have i have i have music for all of those moments so when i miss my siblings i play anything by kanye west because my i i don't i don't remember why but i would just there was a point in my life where my siblings were hanging out obviously because uh you know they lived in the same city and i think they went to a life of pablo concert so i just oh, listened yeah. to this album on repeat and now every single time i'm sad i listen to low lights and then highlights um oh, and when my when i miss my parents i listen to music by nusrat fatih ali khan what? Yeah. What's up? What do you mean? What? What's what? Song did you say? I didn't hear him. No, when I when I when I miss my parents, I yeah. listen to music by Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan. Oh, okay. I thought you said the name of a song. Because because my parents are huge fans of him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's what I was talking about. Like, I wanted to know that, like, what different emotions or different reasons, because like. Obviously, we listen to uh, you know hip hop, rap when we're all hanging out, but that's because we're trying to create that vibe of energy that we're talking about. But that's not all music is to at least not to me. I just want to make sure. That's why. Well, yeah, when I'm feeling a certain type of way, I put in um, hotel motel, and then that does the job. Oh, oh yeah. What what type of way, Alex? <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to elaborate? <laughs> I can't believe you followed up my beautiful my my beautiful expression. <laughs> The entire time, the entire with time, family, I was like, "I'm gonna end this man's whole career." <laughs> you followed up with Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. His name is Mr. Worldwide. That's pretty iconic. Featuring football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think that might be the answer to the question of what's the most iconic music. I think the answer is just Pitbull. <laughs> and J Lo. And J Lo. No, no. Dude, honestly, to be quite honest, I don't like like J Lo. Singer? Oh, or you an actor? Like all like uh, her songs more more. I, I've never thoroughly disagree. Jenny from the Block, J Lo is an exceptionally good artist. I mean, like her. I I really okay. So okay, this comes with the pretense that I haven't listened to most of her older music, but um, like the new. 2010s kind of music i just did not I oh. vibe with it at all so, 
you know the difference between Enrique Iglesias when he sings in English versus when he sings in Spanish? Yeah. That's the difference between J-Lo when she sings in Spanish and sings in, sings in English. Enrique Iglesias is so, like, matter of the fact. Like, you know the song, uh, I Wanna Love You, 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 you know the song that I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. That's, not the, that's not the name of the song. Yeah, I th- I've only listened to that song, but then I found out what the actual title of the song was, and it was just so, so much more... When hey, we listen to for, songs, younger, for a younger audience, Prithi, you just want to you want to name the real you want to say the real name of the song. Uh, I'm losing you, No, but like honestly, all the songs from like middle school that we would just like sing in our car, like it hella innocently, like in my head, by Jason Derulo was originally in my bed, and that that changed everything for me. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't like, but, I, like, you know, it's not okay. That's but if you think problem. that's bad, think think about kids listening to WAP on the radio now. You know what? You bring up a fair point. Body, yaddy, yaddy, it's so yaddy, much yaddy, worse yaddy, now. Yaddy. Wait, what is the kids' bop version of WAP? I'm genuinely curious. There's not going to be a kids' bop version of WAP. There 100% will be. Uh, they're going to figure out a way. They always do. Oh, they already did. It's just going to be silence. How can they answer that song? Oh, wait. No, no. They didn't. They didn't. Okay, okay. Wait, no. It's rumored. That's the thing. No, there's no way. Dude, whoever's coming up with that is smoking literal crack. <laughs> All right. I mean, even the, beat, even the beat of the song, they'd have to clean up. Yeah, I know. There's some doors in this house. No, that's terrible. <laughs> Maybe there's some chores in this house? No. <laughs> that's mop, pretty good. Mop, mop. <laughs> uh, yeah, it won't work. Um, I think it's all about cleaning the house. All about cleaning the house, mop. Okay, um... Let's change the. We we totally went off track. So, yeah, not a. Concept. I feel like at the same time, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion have changed up um, hip hop as as well as Nicki Minaj as a whole by introducing like a female aspect to hip hop. Aspect. I mean, that was definitely there before. I. I aspect. Who was the last? Who was the last? Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the last big female artist was like okay i might be totally just ignorant but um like the last big female artist was like little kim right no but yeah like, missy elliott yeah, like, yeah but like yeah. you need like it's this generation right so this generation still needs like some part of theme you can't have missy elliott carrying the torch from the early 2000s yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah there's I, a new rap yeah, team yeah. there needs to be a new female rap like voice as well so gupta is right cardi b Nicki minaj are taking up those spaces exactly and the other thing is is that there weren't too many like and now there's so there, like there weren't too many female artists in the hip-hop game but now yeah, they're like, a lot more yeah, now. yeah. yeah. And, and that's yeah that's that's the coolest part that now like when you think of female rappers there's not just one face that comes to mind like now when when a new uh like female rapper like comes out with a hit song or something it's hardly even in the conversation that it's it's a female it's just like the yeah, rapper that's the rap, now you know embodied yeah. yeah. that song like that's that that's the that's that's how that goes no i like I that that used to annoy me so much because nobody could ha- say a sentence about Cardi B. Like when Cardi B first came out, 
nobody could like have a conversation about Cardi B that didn't involve Nicki Minaj. Like there was this idea that there could only be one. So yeah, like I like that there's like so many different different artists now that are taking. I think we're thing. missing. I think we're missing one of the biggest ones, uh, Iggy Azalea. No. Oh God! No, 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 no. Iggy, Iggy had good music going into 2010, and it was pure garbage at a certain point. It's true. 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 I I'm 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 just I'm just trolling, but oh, okay. uh, yeah, no. I feel like when it comes to music nowadays, we've kind of we're kind of hitting. Um, there's not that big of a change happening anymore. I feel so That's when it true. comes to the decade of 2020 now. Um, I think that there might be a lot more intermixing of genres. So we'll electronic see. and rap. I think is where we'll go. Electro- I, I was thinking more like rock and rap because rock, rock has been the, like the largest genre before hip hop, right? And you can see that XXX, he did that. Yeah, he, he did that. He so makes a lot of rock and rap. Juice World, he did that. He literally had a song with uh, who? Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix, right? Well, I mean, Jimmy Hendrix has been dead, but you know, he sampled the song, yeah. He sampled the song, right? Wait no, was it Jimi Hendrix? I thought he, or was it someone else? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think you might be referring to his most, uh, his his song where he sampled Sting. Uh, but okay. Anyway, so I think that rock and rap they go really well together as well, and we're gonna see a lot more of that coming up in the future as well. Um, speaking of the future, future also uh, mixes a lot of rock. Uh, we're gonna see. I I think that that's the way we're headed. But yeah, any thoughts on that? Hmm. Um. Or or we could just change the whole. Yeah, I would. I actually want to hear Alex. So what what like artist is your most like iconic artist of the 2010s, aside from Pitbull? <laughs> no see that's the thing like Pruthi was like saying that we all go to hip-hop and rock and i was like sitting here like oh shit uh yeah that, that's what i'm saying that like you you are the one person that um any one of us can talk to about like older music as well as uh classics you, you know yeah i my i honestly do not have one music taste because i'm very much a if if drake is a culture vulture i'm like a friend's music taste vulture in the sense that like i kind of just go around and like everybody who has music that's really important to them the second they start speaking about it the second they start making that connection um visible through like words or emotions like i will gravitate towards it so in the sense that like if i have a really close friend who likes a song and explains to me why that like they like that song. The next time I like I listen to that song, I will like it for sure because of like that person's role in my life and that connection I can make by listening to that music with them. But for me, like I genuinely do like I would think that my favorite artist of current day time is Taylor Swift. And it's not something like I I don't think I'm like a fan like I I am of like Bollywood music, but it's more like I grew up and my sister loved listening to Taylor Swift and I would joke about it and be like, ugh, disgusting, Taylor Swift, terrible. But like now, like it's just, it's it's calming to me. Like I listen to Taylor Swift music a lot. It's like just nice. I like the way she like kind of just talks about her life, talks about other people's life. I like that. Um, 
I listened to a lot of Broadway, so like Hamilton was like a big deal for this generation or this decade. Sorry, um, we. Uh, I don't normally listen to rap music, but the thing that like brought me into rap music was the Black Panther album. Um, I don't know if it's as iconic to people who listen to rap normally, but for a person who doesn't listen to rap normally, Black Panther album was like a huge deal to me. I'm kind of just like going on and on. I don't have one. Trust me about that point that you just made is you listen to that album predominantly because it went with the movie. And I think that's what makes also Bollywood music so successful. Except yeah, for- like it's giving songs connotation like easily. So yeah, it's like there's there's music videos and a whole story to go with the music, you know. Yeah, um, Thomas, did you finish? Sorry. Yeah, it's it's very hard to speak about my music taste because it's 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 just all encompassing. It would prob- primarily be Bollywood, but I don't know how to. The Bollywood music I listen to is not from this past decade, so. Yeah. <laughs> Tabla. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you, Bruthi. I hate you with all my heart sometimes. Um, so I guess in the last little bit of this podcast, what I wanted to um, talk to Nikhil about and talk to everyone else about, we've talked a lot about songs. We've talked a lot about artists. We've hit on a couple of genres, K-pop, country, rap, pop. Um, I want to talk now about uh, something Thomas was alluding to, uh, more like albums and movie soundtracks in particular. It doesn't have to be like, uh, Bollywood in terms of movie soundtracks, it can be you know like a, uh, any particular. It can be like a Hans Zimmer, like Avengers sound. Did Hans Zimmer do Avengers? Actually, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think Hans Zimmer did a uh, oh, yeah. uh, oh my god. Okay. Uh, um, Hans Hans Zimmer did a uh, Hans Zimmer did a uh, Superman, the first Superman, actually. Interstellar, which is one of the greatest soundtracks like in existence. Sorry, can you say that again? Which soundtrack? Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar. And Inception. The okay, Dark Knight was 2008, but still. Interstellar and, and Inception, he did both of those soundtracks and those are like my go-to study music as well as like just if you want to chill out and listen to something just amazing and mind-blowing. Hans Zimmer. Those two soundtracks are awesome. I feel like um our other friend Shivam, he has a really good say in a lot of this music so exactly yeah so i go to him when it comes to a lot of the movie soundtracks and he has always like said like yeah all the avengers music um mcu music is amazing phenomenal in general uh regardless of whatever you think about the movies um the sound the music is always good um yeah, what do you guys think? Do yeah, you guys think so I was gonna ask Nikhil and Ayush. Uh, in terms of like albums or soundtracks, is there something that you guys particularly like listening to, or that you guys are a fan of, like or Nikhil, like you know the music connoisseur that you are? Can you explain why people like listening to soundtracks in particular, like when that became popularized, or any ones in particular that you like? Um, I mean, when it comes to soundtracks, I don't know if I'm really the guy. I think yeah, like someone like Shivam or someone who's really into soundtracks would be better to answer that question. Like soundtracks i like i i think they're really cool but it wasn't something that i really paid too much attention to for a long time like only recently i can think of some soundtracks that really stood out to me and and soundtracks that i went back to yeah like uh, of of course there's the movies that are about music like like la la land and Mm -hmm. and like whiplash like those soundtracks i would i would go to check out on spotify because those are movies about music um or musicals 
But um, more recently, like a soundtrack that I really, really liked was um, Uncut Gems, which was yeah. by this electronic musician uh, named One O Tricks Point Never. And that soundtrack is just super trippy, dramatic, like suspenseful, like electronic that music. Sound- and it got me into the artist himself. What, what was that? That soundtrack gives me anxiety. That's how good it is. The whole yeah. thing is about making yeah. you feel anxious for the character. The soundtrack makes you feel anxious. Yeah, yeah. And uh, part of the reason that movie is so like tense is because of that soundtrack, because that soundtrack is so good. Um, and then another, like, uh, I, I got super into Radiohead this year, and um, the like lead guitarist in Radiohead, Johnny Greenwood, is also a composer, and he does a lot of movie soundtracks. So, like, it, and more recently, I've gotten into soundtracks, um, partly because of musicians I already knew that make a lot of soundtracks or movies that I was really drawn to the music of. And then that got me into the artist. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call myself a huge soundtrack guy. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, Ayush, uh, either a soundtrack or an album from the past decade that you think is um, pretty iconic to yourself, or maybe that even the, that you would recommend to someone else. Do you have anyone on anything? Online? I think, I think uh, if you guys remember the movie oblivion with Tom Cruise, there's a song, I'm forgetting the exact name of it, but I think it's by M83. Yeah, albums scored by M83. That's yeah. Cool. And it's like, it's just like such a good song because like one, like the cinematography of the movie itself, because it's a sci-fi film. Yeah. And have, have you guys seen Oblivion before? No. Yeah. I, I, I had to watch this movie and like make, I had to reconstruct songs and artwork from the movie for a class that we did in high school. The Tom Cruise movie, right? Yeah. yeah the Tom Cruise movie. It's, a, it's really good. It's a good movie. It's a good soundtrack. Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman. And it's just like, it's just a song that makes you feel very free. You know, I think it kind of links back to like your emotion and also kind of like the emotions of the characters. And I think, yeah, I definitely recommend you guys give that. Give the movie a watch and the song a listen. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I think that Oblivion as well, the whole soundtrack was pretty good, right? Yeah, I don't really remember the other songs of the soundtrack, but I'll have to say as a whole, like if you want to look at a soundtrack as a whole that's been iconic, you have to go to Black Panther. Because I think even if that whole soundtrack wasn't tied into a movie, I think standalone as an album, it would still be very fire. Yeah. That's because it brought in so many different people for that album. Yeah, it was, it was, but I think that for like, especially this group of people, I think a better question to ask rather than the soundtrack is because you all listen to like hip hop and pop, like going through this whole past decade, what is the most iconic like rap album? Is it like, is it Black Panther or is it, uh, oh God, the Travis Scott one? Is that called? No, no, it is. is That is a tough question. Hmm. I think my favorite is uh, 2014 Forest Hill Drive by J. Cole. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, like, I, I guess my question is, like, for me, being so being your friend that doesn't listen to rap music, if you could give me one album that's, like, this is everything you need to know. Alex, I know for a fact that you liked all the Childhood Gambino songs that I played on uh, I have. Hangout. Yeah. So that last Childhood Gambino album, the one with the white cover, I don't yeah. even know, like what's what's the it's like some numbers, right? Yeah, um, yeah. that one's mm-hmm. a really good album. And then I really my, like J Cole. Was that? I really like J Cole. Yeah, J Cole. So I think that J Cole's. I feel like his, my favorite album from him is 2014 Forest Soul Drive. Yeah, but 
that's like a very basic answer as well. So anyone else got anything? Okay. So I think the most iconic rap album of the entire decade is to pimp a butterfly. And in a close second, and I think this came out in 2010, is My Dark, Beautiful, Twisted Fantasy. I know who did To Pimp a Butterfly. Who did the other one? That was Kanye West. Oh, yeah. Like the, the same album that had songs like Monster, that was My Dark, Beautiful, Twisted Fantasy. Okay. All of the Lights, Run Away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like The Life of Pablo, man. I think that... <laughs> I'm, was, okay. I'm not going to lie. But... is good. My Dark, Beautiful, Twisted Fantasy is the best album of all time. Mm, I think I got into Kanye at that time, but I feel like that's a very popular answer, though. Uh, yeah. Nikhil, do you have a, a album answer? You're muted, by the way. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's such a hard question. Like, I could talk about this for hours, and I'm gonna spare you. But um, I like one album that I mean, ha- have you listened to much of Acid Rap? The Chance the Rapper is old up. Yeah, I don't know why that one came to mind. I think I was just thinking of, about Chance the Rapper earlier, but I think that's a pretty great album Like that is not exactly mainstream that I think would be a, like, a really good listen and might get you into more areas of hip-hop. Um, just, yeah, a really, really great album overall. Okay. Um... We're at the one. We're past the one hour mark. So, any like final comments or questions that any of you guys have that you feel like we should actually touch upon this episode that we haven't yet done so already? Could we just go around and say favorite album, favorite albums of the decade? Just one, one per person. I think we didn't. We just do that. We oh, kind I of. Guess, did. I guess. We, I guess we kind of did. Yeah. yeah. Alex, I mean, do, do you want to chime in favorite album of the decade? Uh, honestly, I think it's fearless. By Taylor Swift. I fearless. All right, there we go. See, for me, it's not that I like every song on the album. It's just for me that normally when you guys talk about albums, I only think of like three songs from the album that I like. Same. So okay. when I say I liked the album Fearless, it's not that like every song on there is a favorite. It's more that like I can listen to that whole entire album quite happily, if that okay. makes sense. Well, I'd also like to just make the distinction that favorite and most iconic are two different things. No, yeah, yeah. I'm, to answer the question, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in a similar boat as Thomas. When I think of music, I don't think of them in terms of albums. I don't really listen to it. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. like, because I don't listen to it, like, obviously, like, the pop answers come into my mind. Like, you know, J. Cole, like, the the Spider-Man soundtrack. Uh, oh, yeah, Spider-Man soundtrack comes into mind. That was a really great album or soundtrack, whatever you want to call it. Because I don't listen. When I think of music, I don't think of it as a group. I just think of individual songs. So it's hard for me to pick an album, per se. Yeah, I agree. I tend to, like... For some albums, I just tend to pick apart a couple of songs that I like. Because honestly, albums, it's very hard these days to find an album that is like from top to bottom solid. But I think there are definitely, every album at least has one to two very good songs. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. I uh, think that one of the albums that's like good from start to bottom, start to finish is uh, Savage Mode. Savage Mode, okay. Like savage mode. I heard sad mode. I'm like, oh my god, get the stop recommending simping music. I'm not of niche. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> most Travis albums would also fall under this category of like from a couple, a complete album. It's it, it's very sound and solid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna 
I'm going to make a little bit of a hot take here. Um, my favorite album of the entire decade, the one that I could listen to over and over and over, is Blue Chip 7000 by Action Bronson. And in a close, in a close second, an album that I think ties together a lot of the iconic, at least hip-hop components of what we've talked about, is Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Mm, that was my most listened to album a year ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, two final questions that I had that are not really about music, but it's like how you guys approach music. Um, I'm a phrase this Nikhil and then everyone else. So, you know, every, you know, Thursday night or whatever, Friday morning, Spotify drops the um, new songs of the week or like the most recent list. Um, I was asking like, how do you, I, uh, how regular do you like uh, check that out? Like, oh, it's Thursday night. I need to go check it out and I need to check out the new songs. And what if you do do that, um, when is when are you usually listening to these new songs? Are you usually listening to while you're working? Do you usually just like take a time out, just like relax and listen to this music? I wanted to ask what you guys uh, do. Uh, that's my first question. And my second question um, is when you see a whole album by someone out artist you want to listen to, do you go in chronological order just down the playlist or do you do how I do when I first look at all the songs with the features and I listen to all the songs, with the features, and then I go back and listen to all the songs artists has by themselves. So that's a lot, but uh, Nikhil, you want to go first? I can remind you of the questions if you forgot. Um, yeah. So, so for the first one, like Thursday night, when new music is released, uh, I check it every week religiously. I, I check the new releases. Um, I'll go down the list of all the popular ones. Um, like uh, when you when you go I use Spotify so when you go on the main page and you scroll down the list it t- tells you all the new albums and singles that are released so I always scroll down that list I check it every week and then uh, Spotify also makes this playlist called Release Radar which is like new releases but more um, like it, it it makes it based on your listening taste so it's like artists it's it's a playlist of new releases from artists that you specifically listen to so I always check that out. Um, yeah, I, I just like to be on top of new releases and, and what's happening. And um, Do you listen while you're working? Yeah, I just like to follow that stuff. Yeah, I, li- I listen to while I work sometimes. If I really need to focus, then I'll usually turn music off just because it, it can. music is like pretty distracting for me. Like it's hard when music is playing, especially music with lyrics and like music with more energy. It's hard to really pay attention to anything else if music is playing. Yeah. Um, but I still do it anyways. I, I listen to music while I do other things. But um, if it's a new album that I specifically was looking forward to and something that I know is made to be more of a package or, or maybe more of a conceptual album, I will make sure to listen to it in order, um, like all in one piece. I, I listen to a lot when I'm driving. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's like one of the best ways that I like to, that I like to listen to music just because, I mean, it, it, you're driving and focused on the road but like you're just also focused on the music and you can't really you can't look at a screen or you can't be distracted by anything else i mean besides driving of course but i like to do that a lot i agree when i when i listen to new stuff i think like music when you're listening it on your car speakers or sometimes like because you're like laptop speakers or headphones or like it really hits different especially like those songs with like high energy and stuff like that like travis scott's like goosebumps and antidote when you listen to it while you're driving with like friends, it's like completely different. It's like listening it to in your room. That's one song in particular. I know. Uh, how about you guys? Do you guys have any, have yeah. any like particular uh, methodology when it comes to the new Spotify songs or the uh, listening? Uh, I, I definitely. Oh, sorry. What? 
I don't even know about that function. Oh, well, yeah. They, they curate a playlist for you once every Friday. That's like uh, essentially things that you might want to listen to. And I've definitely listened to new music because of that. Um, and like, I, I, def- I don't check it every single week, but I definitely do check it whenever what's in my regular rotation is getting a little bit like tiring. Um, to answer Pruthi's other question, I listen to albums uh, starting with the first song and I go to the last song. I there there are cases like if I'm listening with a lot of people, then I'm okay with bouncing around. But I, when I'm on my own, which is most of the time, uh, full full album listen throughs. And then um, as a little statistic, uh, Spotify puts together like a yearly wrapped, and it tells you some things like uh, how many minutes of music I, you listen to. So yeah. I did like a back of the envelope calculation. And uh, this year, I listened to 31 days of music consecutively. Wow. Wow. That is, that's nuts. Congrats. <laughs> um, anyone else have anything to say or add? Or... I think when I listen to an album, I don't like shuffle because then I feel like I, like I, I don't keep track of if I like hit every song. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like I, normally, if I'm listening to the whole album, I'll listen to start from, to finish. All right. Um, anybody else have any comments, questions, concerns? Okay. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say is... Oh, that... I, had, I had one, sorry. Yeah. Wait, so Alex, when you listen to Hotel Motel, is it on repeat or is it just a one-time go and you're good? Um. So I think when I started, I only needed to listen to it once. Now as I get older, I think it needs to be repeated. You know? Does it make sense? Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. But if I saw a flying jet, then <laughs> that game said match. <laughs> okay. Um. Anything else? Not no responsibilities. Um. Okay. So one thing I want. Are we? Are, are we doing like? Or sorry. Are we doing like closing thoughts now? Uh, yes. Or, or do you have another question? Do your closing uh, thoughts, Nikhil. I. You can do your closing thoughts. I had one more thing, but I'll go after you. Do, do you have another question? Or I have a comment, actually, I wanted to make. Okay. Okay. I will, I, I just, yeah, I just wanted to, like, share one closing thought before we, like, kind of wrap it all up. But um, I, I feel like pretty much every, all the music I talked about in this episode was, like, pretty much hip-hop and rap music. And, like, that's been a huge part of my life and, like, my musical experience just because, like, growing up and, and, like, when I think about the past decade, like, that's definitely what I listen to most of, especially in the first, like, maybe three quarters but I feel like I don't know maybe I don't know if this is happening with you guys but I, I feel like as I'm getting older my tastes are kind of changing a bit like I, I don't find that I'm as drawn to like just kind of nonsensical rap music or or like stuff that doesn't have as much substance and I feel like my tastes are changing a lot like I mean, my, my top artist of this year on Spotify was the 1975. So take that for what you will. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I think this past year was a lot about like expanding my tastes, especially in, in the past couple of years. And yeah, I'm just curious to see what like next, the next decade is going to look like. Thomas? I think that um, on a more, yeah, to continue Nikhil's point, as my music tastes have changed growing up i think that i'm gravitating towards newer exposure to newer genres in the sense that like i like like finding new music i like finding new music of like 
the new people in my life. So as I meet more and more people, I want to find the songs that like reach out and touch them. And I think what's helped that is when we have these like coming togethers of different, different cultures. So like, although like Drake and Bad Bunny, like that was like a very like mainstream um, coming together of two different cultures, reggaeton and hip hop. I liked it because that allows a lot of people who only kind of traditionally listen to Drake music go out and be like, all right, who is this Bad Bunny dude? Like, what's going on? I like that, like, when the Super Bowl happened last time, it was, like, a full-on, like, Latin pop thing because that's what was mainstream at the time. So, like, I just, I kind of like that BTS um, reggaeton is, just, like, such a part of the American music scene conversation, if that makes sense. And I, I hope that that continues because I like when other people look at other people's cultures and be like oh what's what's happening over here what is this this is cool uh, i know exactly why thomas liked last year's super bowl and it's definitely not for the music is it thomas dirty boy uh i'm confused the bowl wasn't even there i was so disappointed <laughs> um okay anybody else yeah um so, so uh to add on to thomas i also feel that now international music is getting more recognition and was that Mr. Worldwide? Oh yeah, Mr. Worldwide, BTS, um, but Mr. Worldwide <laughs> most importantly. Um, <laughs> but I feel like in a couple of years, it's just like America's a mix, like a melting pot of different cultures, right? So when it comes to music, that kind of shows how we're headed as a country as well. So it's a good indicator of who we are as a people and how we're kind of moving forward as well. So I think that the music as of today is a really good indication that we have moved forward in our, uh, as a country and we aren't just listening to um, <clears throat> country. Okay. Um, country, I'm, I'm going to put some country recommendations, country song recommendations in this podcast description or in our, uh, on yeah. our story and stuff. Make sure to check them out. I'll put some fire bangers. <laughs> in country bangers i think what i found oh, is that there's no yeah. genre that exists that like there's there's one good song like there's one decent song in that genre it'll be okay so i like that and when i say bangers, country, like I country specifically there's like one decent song okay um yeah I like country music. wait no I, I feel like for country it's like country rock i don't like your country no, I like. I, I you. I will share my music, and then you will let me know if you like it or not. Is there anything uh, else that you guys want to talk about other than Gupta mocking me and my choices? Maybe we could put together a pot, uh, uh, a playlist of like some like music that we want to share, and we can sure. put it on the story. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Because it's really easy to share playlists yeah. with the story. Sounds good. Yeah, it, it could be like a collaborative playlist. Sounds we can all add to. Food. Um, anything else? Anyone is that? Uh, if not, there's one particular song that I think is really important. It's not from this past decade. It's from many decades before us. But uh, given that is our fellow uh, podcast host, Goop Daddy's birthday today, I think we all need to sing the happy birthday song to him on this podcast. And remembering this iconic man Aww. and this iconic song. So on... Uh, Kind of three on the countdown, we'll start singing to him in one, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy 
Happy birthday to Yeah, we're cutting this on the podcast. No, no. The worst absolute worst. As in, that is Gupta. But you're really the best. Don't you're slime, Gupta. You're slime. <laughs> oh, really? Thank you, guys. You're kicking my ass right now, too, in league, so. Yeah, let's right. see, dude. Um, take I don't want to look at Megatron. That's all. Um, with that being done, thank you, Nikhil, so much for coming on our podcast today. We really appreciate your, appreciated your insight, your uh, your voice being blessing our podcast. The sounds that you made were just uh, beautiful. Uh, hope you come on. Yeah, my my pleasure. That's <laughs> that's what I was going for. Um, stay tuned, um, everyone. Um, a new episode every week. Uh, our first season is actually coming to an end very soon, so make sure to catch up on all episodes if you've not done yet. Uh, done yet? So, follow us on Instagram at Just Like Me Podcast. New episode every Sunday. Good night. <laughs>